Welcome to the first ever Crocker Report podcast. So today we're talking Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Devonta Smith, and Kadarius Tony. Let's start with introductions. Uh, Damien, we'll kick it off to you. As Damien Parson, been uh, I'm a football fanatic, you know, running back enthusiast. Uh, pretty much been grinding in the, I guess you can say freelance world for a while now. Um, I'm all into scouting, NFL draft, co- watching college prospects. That's my thing. So. Um, Stay tuned to my Twitter because I have clips all day long, seven days a week. Great. And uh, Crocker, we'll go over to you next. Uh, Eric Crocker, uh, founder of the Crocker Report. Uh, man. Hey, one thing I do want to say real quick is all these guys have their own views and thoughts on any prospects that we'll be talking about. So don't think it's just like, oh, Eric, you know, Crocker says this and everybody's going to agree with that. Like, no, nah, all yeah. these dudes, man, they speak for themselves. And that's why they're part of this, uh, you know, whole talk. So. I appreciate you guys all for, you know, being able to be on this and a part of, of everything with Crocker Report. If you disagree, though, aim it all at Eric. Your <laughs> <laughs> name's on it. Let's go to you next, John. Um, I'm Jonathan Hagler. Uh, follow me. Just glad to be, you know, with the crew here. You know, we've been uh, chopping it up for a while now, um, getting ready for this time right now, uh, draft season. You know, I know we're all a little giddy about it. Um, I think that's actually how me and Croc actually met uh, a couple years ago um, through Twitter and connecting. So uh, I look forward to all the work, you know, we're about to put out these upcoming months. And uh, Eugene, round us out. All right. Um, last but not least, um, just, uh, you know, regular running the mill football junkie. Um, passion is breaking down these draft prospects and writing about them um, and football in general. So, you know, follow me on Twitter. Got any questions? Hit me up. I got I got clips coming and opinions coming all day long. All right, and uh, I'm Michael Fees. I'm just going to be moderating this one out tonight. Uh, I've got bad takes and good words, so uh, <laughs> follow me out here too. Uh, all right, we're going to dive right in with Crocker and uh, let's talk some Jamar Chase. What do you got for us? Yeah, so Chase is a very like interesting prospect. Uh, I mean, he's somebody that is really polarizing in the Twitter world, right? I mean, I think before the season, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, like. He's just far and away wide receiver one, right? That consensus um, to most of, you know, Twitter at least. And mm-hmm. I was one of the people that kind of like, you know, pushed back on the thought that, hey, it, it might be this guy or that guy. And I have my certain reasons. Um, but I, I want to kind of kick it off to you guys and then I'll kind of give my input on things. But I know, you know, DP definitely has some input on on where he thinks Chase is at. What do you think about him? And maybe even like what he does well, what, where you think he can improve? So for me, I, I have him, you know, like you talked about, the consensus had him at wide receiver one coming into this season. Even, even though he didn't, you know, he opted out, people were like, oh, he's fine. He won't move until Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle took place. And I was like, well, and for me, that's really where he dropped because uh, there were things that they did well that he struggled with. Where for me, limited route limited route tree i didn't see a, a an advanced route tree it was a lot of you know uh seven routes um slants you know dri- uh, drive routes drag routes overs but he didn't play with a lot of suddenness and that was something that bothered me especially at the snap i want to see him be quicker instead of also uh, always jostling and wrestling with cornerbacks at the line of scrimmage i get it you play through physicality he's listed as six foot six foot one he plays bigger than that you see him down the field Listen, ask Trayvon Diggs. So you saw he what he did to Alabama. You saw how he was physical with AJ Terrell. He thrives off of that. That's that's what he loves to do. He loves to 
kind of just show the world, listen, I'm I'm not 6'5", but I play like it. And he does. You know, he, he plays bigger than his frame. For one thing I love about him, on the deep ball, he tracks, adjusts, and positions himself well to go up and climb the ladder. Um, and he has great hands. I, I don't, you know, he has an occasional drop. Everybody does. But when you see him, he has the attitude that I, this ball is for me. This is my football. He goes up and, and gets it with so much confidence. And it's to the point where Joe Burrow, no matter what the situation was, Joe Burrow trusted him to just sometimes just lob it up. Like, you go get him. You talked about it a lot, Croc. Those 50-50 balls start to turn into 60-40 balls. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And for, you know, sometimes with him, it was 75-25. Like, it just is what it is with him. Um, and he was an ultimate competitor. You don't see receivers – that are willing blockers a lot who love to block. I was watching this tape the other, um, the other night and just reps, they motion him down and just let him go at linebackers, go at safeties. And he wants to open holes for his running game for Clyde Edwards Hilaire last year. And like I said, just the suddenness, I want to see him better with his route tree. The crazy about it, I actually looked at some of his high school film and looked mm-hmm. at him in camps. He was out there putting in work when it came down to routes. So I don't understand. I don't know what happened when he got to college. He just kind of, I don't know if he just kind of like, okay, I can run past guys. One thing I want to hear what you guys think about this. One thing I've noticed from him as well that I do like at the top of his routes and late in the stem, he has a little twitch to him where he gets that extra boost. Um, I, I look at his like, you know, fast and furious and uh, need for speed, that extra nods at the last second to get where he needs to go. He has that. Um, I just want to see him play with that 100%. And that's my main thing with him is it's not consistent. But the top of his route, when he wants to separate, he can. Mm-hmm. I think kind of what you're describing, too, is a little bit of like what I felt with uh, C.D. Lamb last year coming out, where yeah. it was, you know, you really didn't see that uh, suddenness and that twitchiness all the time. But then I'm watching UCLA. I'm watching, uh, you know, Oklahoma versus UCLA. And I'm like, oh. There it is. Like, so he does have it, you know? And that was when I started liking him a little bit more, seeing him being able to threaten guys vertically and sit down on routes. And um, with Chase, you know, we see him, you know, catch the ball downfield. Uh, Like you talked about, his aggressiveness at the catch point, I think is tremendous. I would just like to see a little bit more suddenness. Even when he was winning a lot of times, it was just like, okay, I'm just going to run to this spot. Maybe it's very soft coverage, and I just catch the ball. When guys challenged him, he had a little bit more trouble with that. Even with mm-hmm. AJ Terrell, yeah, he got him on the mm-hmm. slot fade, and there were some other times. But you'd see guys even with Diggs, where he would get Diggs at the top, you know, a couple times that game. But there mm-hmm. were also times where Diggs just got in his chest because more times than not, Chase kind of struggles to get off a of press. I-, I thought like out of all the, I don't want to say all the guys, but all the top guys, I'd say any of the top ten receivers that I've had over the last few years. He's the worst at getting off the press. And I don't think it's because he doesn't have the ability. Maybe he's just young. You know, he was a true sophomore. Maybe he has to learn how to, you know, be a little bit more crafty with his releases. But that was a big thing that I noticed where it's like, hey, this dude really needs to improve there. And it's hard to have his stock up high when guys constantly get their hands in your chest. They had to do a couple of times things where they have to work to get him free releases, whether it was lining him up off the ball in the slot and then mm-hmm. running the outside guy into his man for a pick play and him doing a wheel That's route okay. off of that. Um, saw it yeah. against Florida, saw it against Alabama. Uh, so that's the big thing, like, where I don't have a number one just because there's some things that I have issues with there, like the suddenness, the, the twitchiness, the, the route running ability. But I think as somebody that just wins, he definitely consistently does that. Yeah. That was one of the things I saw when um, 
when I watched when I went back and watched, I didn't want to watch him against Diggs. Like he won, you know what I'm saying? He won that matchup. I was watching him against Sertain when watching film on Sertain. And that happened when the rub plays happened. Sertain had a great game against him. His longest reception was on a pick play. You know what I mean? And that was one of the things I saw Sertain was able to get hands on him and it looked like Chase seemed to struggle a little bit with that matchup. And it almost seemed like LSU was going away from Certain when uh when Chase was matched up on him and of course they had Marshall and uh, Justin Jefferson but that was one of the things that stood out to me I was like I'm I'm curious about how how much he's worked on it and how much he has improved you know we haven't seen him you know we'll probably see him at the combine but you know for the most part we won't see him match up with legitimate corners until his first snaps in the NFL and so you know you know I'm hoping it works out but that's why he's he's not my number one receiver either uh, because he just doesn't scare me real quick so. So, Hag, what do you have to say to the guy, people that point out his stats? Because he did have, like, a historically great year yeah. statistically, uh, you know, last year. What do you say to people that were, were like, he must be really great? Look at his stats. They're, out, you yeah. know, off the charts. So, so LSU did a great job with it. Obviously, the offense was amazing. You saw Joe Brady go from passing coordinator to NFL offensive coordinator. But when you watch them play, they did a great job of getting their guys open for one, taking advantage of matchups. They can move all guys all over the field. They had two NFL tight ends. They had an NFL, you know, uh, a first-round running back, a first-round quarterback. Stats are cool and they're fun, but they just help back up what you see on film. You know, for the most part, like I know I look at yards per catch as a, as a big uh, measurement for receivers that, that go to the NFL. For the most part, those guys are averaging 13 to 20 in college. You know, those those, those elite guys are. But stats stats don't do it all for me. Watch the film. Watch how he's going to match up against NFL guys because young receivers struggle the most against press because they're going to play they're going to play press man in the NFL and they're going to struggle getting jammed and all that good stuff. But that's what I want to see. Yeah, and I was going to say about Chase uh, when I was looking at him, the thing I wrote down was a uh, route salesmanship. Um, I was w- watching the 2019 tape. And you can't help but look at Justin Jefferson running his route. You see Justin Jefferson, I say he when he's running his routes, I say he's going to give you three for one, meaning he's going to make you think he's running three different routes, but he's only running one. <laughs> with Chase, you with Chase, he's like, I'm running this post route. You can come with me if you want to. I'm still going to catch the ball. He runs his routes like he's just going to out-athlete you. He's not trying to uh, fake you out. He's not trying to make you think that he's running a different route or anything like that. That's not how he's, he's going to separate. Um, I think he chooses physicality in his routes over the quick the quickness because, like you said, at the top of his uh, stems, he does have that quickness. You see it there, and you see that quickness in his run after the catch. But at the line, he chooses to hand fights with with the corners instead of using his footwork more so. And I think in in the league, the emphasis is going to be on how fast can you win because defensive linemen are so much quicker in the league. It, he's not going to have time to sit there and fight with a cornerback all this time because a lot of a lot of his big plays were off script. Joe Burrow had to buy some time in the back of the pocket for him. So I think uh, my main thing with Chase is I want him to win faster. I want him to uh, use his footwork more. I mean, we know you're physical. We know that's that's how you're going to win. That that's good. That translates. But we need we need the other part of it too. We need the footwork. We need that that actual twitchiness and speed that we know that you have. So do you think that he's somebody that maybe might be suited, better suited to play a little bit more in the slot than outside? Yeah. That, that's what I, off, yeah. 
Yeah, early on, I think he he will do well in the slot just to kind of get adjusted to the NFL game because you know, yeah. like like Eugene was talking about, how for me it's all about how do you win and is the way that you win translatable? Does that translate yeah. to being because people expect you to walk in? You're Jamar Chase. You need to become wide receiver one the moment you step on an all NFL pro. field, all pro. You know, let's go ahead and get his gold jacket ready. People yeah. are expecting that. But for me, just like with CeeDee Lamb, you see with Dallas, he fell into a perfect situation. He mm-hmm. fell into a situation where he wasn't wide receiver one or two. He's number three, and he's playing in the slot against nickels, against linebackers and safeties, and he can put in work that way. Mm-hmm. The way he wins is perfect. Now, you telling me you put him on the outside and he's playing Jalen Ramsey? Not I don't think so. Not right now. Yeah. Like let him let him perfect his craft. And I'd say do the same thing. Slow cook it, slow roll it with Jamar Chase as well. And I think you'll be just fine for the future. But he has, like Eugene said, he has to get he has to improve with winning with quickness rather than just physicality. So, so how let's do you, how talk do you feel about, about uh, let's talk about kind of what sitting out a year means for his stock. Do you think he's been able to improve those technical elements outside of live action? And is sitting out a full year while other receivers start nipping at those heels a little bit tighter? Uh, is that going to have an impact what, that we see on draft day? I mean, I mean, I think we just talked about it. For the, you know, when you talk about people, when you talk about you know people in the I mean, the draft community, um, for the most part, he slipped a little bit, and you know, we're all you know caught in the moment. We see Devonte Smith lighting it up, just won AP Mail, you know, Player of the Year, and all this good stuff. So it's easy to forget how dominant a guy is when you watch him, but you can't forget. Jalen Waddle, Jalen Waddle is gonna run sub four three five. Devontae Smith is the most complete receiver in the top five as far as routes, hands, all that good stuff. So those things are gonna pop up in conversations once you actually sit down and watch the film and have the conversations and have those arguments. But at the end of the day, I think Jamar Chase is gonna go to the combine. I think he's gonna kill it. I think he's gonna get it, you know, pick up some steam more. People are gonna show his highlights more. People are gonna show that season from LSU again. And he's going to be right back in the mix. And I think we're going to have a situation kind of like we had last year with with Judy, Ruggs, CeeDee Lamb. And we don't really know who's going to go first. It's probably going to be more team. You know, the team's going to matter a little bit more. But mm-hmm. I think he's going to be fine. You know, I think he is working on I don't think he's just sitting on the couch. He knows what's, what's on yeah. the line. Yeah. Um, but, you know, so I think he'll be right there in the mix again. And let's yeah. uh, let's talk about those Alabama guys then. Um, and let's start with Jalen Waddle, Dame. I know you have some thoughts on him. Uh, so everybody knows, man. I'm probably Jalen Waddle's number one fan on Twitter. Like that's my guy. Um, when I, you know, and I've been I've been waiting for this year for him um, since last year. I wanted to see him in that wide receiver one, wide receiver two role where he starts to get those get more targets and he becomes a vocal point. And you saw between the first four weeks, both prior to the injury. He was the he was basically their number one receiver in a lot of those games. When Crocs talks about Tyreek Hill, and people ask like, oh, "Who's the top receiver in the NFL?" Crocs like the scariest receiver is Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. and when that's why I look at Jalen Waddle. When you see him, he has Tyreek Hill like speed and burst to beat double teams, to beat angles. He's an angle beater. Uh, and, and he has a, and then when you look at him from a, a, a punt return, a kick return standpoint. If you draft him and you don't want him to be wide receiver one right now, you don't have to. You can put him back there and let him be a field flipper for you, flip field of position of possession, and, and get your offense into favorable situations. 
But putting him in the slot for me it, right now would be perfect. Give him that two-way go. Let him uh, let him use that speed. I don't know if there's a faster guy or, or in the in in college football in this draft. I know we got a lot of them. Reggie Roberson, Marquez, um, uh, Stevenson. It's a lot of fast guys. I don't right. think. I don't know. I think Jalen Waddle may be the fastest one of them. His his ability to shift gears, and I always use the term throttle. He controls how quickly he shifts gears, and that messes with with defenders because he also mm-hmm. uses stutter steps and and different hesitations. And then when he when he legitimately plants and goes, it's usually is over. It's usually lights out, and it's hard to stay in phase with him, especially downfield on the vertical stem and in tight quarters. Like that punt and kick return, if you watch him catch a quick screen, you see that punt and kick return ability from him because in tight quarters, he still makes a couple guys miss, turns a two-yard gain into a 15-yard gain. And for me, he's wide receiver too because that type of – they always say you can't teach speed. You can't Mm -hmm. teach speed. You can't teach uh, explosiveness. That's just who he is. And the one part – the one thing I do want to see him get better at is he's a body catcher. I noticed that. Mm -hmm. He doesn't catch completely with his hands. Um, I don't know if he just doesn't trust him. He just, you know, he needs to spend some time on the jugs because even when he goes up, because he's fearless, he'll go up and attack at the highest point. He still is allowing the ball to get trapped in his chest instead of attacking it with, with his hands with the diamond. I want to see him get better in that regard because in the NFL, you're going to take hits and you can't let the ball get into that body because when you take the hit simultaneously, the ball's going to come pop out and you know crock and talk to that when these corners click and close and they drive on you you got to make sure you secure it that's that first down that you know third it's third and ten they need you they need you to catch that first down so that's something i noticed with him um just his hands it doesn't seem like he trusts them completely but outside of that you know hey listen i love Jalen Waddle, man Look, before we uh, before we circle around here let's talk about taking hits do you have any questions about the frame at the next level not, I mean, not necessarily. You know, and I look at him. He he seems like, from a build standpoint, he's not the smallest guy. Like I've, I mean, we've seen some smaller receivers in the NFL. Yeah. Like we've seen some kind of almost skin and bone type guys in the, in the league when they first enter. He's not really a small guy. He's a he's not the tallest. Well, he's like maybe five ten, maybe. Uh, I don't know. Off, you know, yeah, one eighty two. He's kind of solid though. So I like. I, I mean, I think I could see him add maybe five pounds or so. You know, he gets into an NFL training camp. But uh, the size doesn't bother me too much. I want to see him bounce back from the uh, I think it was a broken ankle. I want to see him. Yeah. I want to make sure that he he can come back and return the form after an injury like that. I will say he took a hit uh, against uh, Missouri. Missouri, he yeah. A, yeah. He was running a post route, and the the corner had no chance. He was by the corner, but number nine from uh, Missouri was coming down. He was he was going and number nine from Missouri, he has no problem obliterating anybody. Um and he laid a shoulder into Waddle and Waddle took the hit, held on to the ball and got right back up and was ready to do it again. So he does have that toughness uh to him. Um but still he's five ten what eighty one eighty two. How many more of those can he take? So you don't want to see him taking those hits all the time. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's tough. I mean, when you watch him, you know, the, you talked about the body catching and things like that. Obviously, you want a guy who, who's a natural pass catcher who, who catches the ball, you know, clean and soft and things like that. But Antonio Brown did it throughout his entire career. You know what I mean? Consistent. Like he always did it. And he 15, 16, 17 receptions. And so I feel like when a guy's that good, you let it pass a little bit. Um, now, if yeah. it was a guy, if he, if he consistently 
you know, dropped the ball or, or, or the ball came out, I'd be a little bit more worried about it. But, you know, he's just so fun to watch. Like he's, he's scary fast. He plays fast. That's probably the most, like you hear about guys running fast forties, but he plays like his 40, you know, in like his, the rumor 40 and he plays yeah. bigger than five ten, whatever. And that's probably my favorite thing about him. Cause on my board, he, he's one because as a, as a former defender, like you said, Tyreek Hill, he's the scariest to me. You know, if I'm sitting yeah. there and I'm in a defensive room, I'm saying this guy can beat me on two, three receptions. You know, Devontae Smith is going to get me with volume catches, six, seven, eight, you know, and, and then I'm going to be like, damn, how'd that happen? Jalen Waddle, you know, can take one to the house for 70 yards and now everybody's looking around like what happened? Yeah, I, yeah. watching Waddle, I think the thing that jumped out, jumps out to me the most is his ability to play big. Like, you know, uh, Eugene referenced the Missouri game and mm-hmm. multiple times that game, he's like going up in traffic, oh. like disregarding his body. Mm-hmm. At, like, I, like, I don't care about my body. All I care about is going up, climbing the ladder and going to get this really? ball. Uh, so seeing him play big like that, like, you know, especially like he's probably going to get compared a lot to Judy, to mm-hmm. Ruggs. I'd say the biggest difference that he has between the two of those, one, he plays bigger than Judy than what we yeah. saw, right? Judy, yeah. a lot of times in traffic, um, those were when his drops came into play. Uh, mm-hmm. Ruggs, I thought his ability to control his speed and play yeah. at a fast level wasn't always there. Clearly yep. amazing when he gets the ball in his hands and his ability to separate. But Ruggs throughout you know, a route, he didn't really look like he was running fast. Yeah. Where when yeah. I watch Waddle, I don't see those type of issues. I mean, I see him burst off the line, full speed. He's able to jab left, right, mm-hmm. go cross face. I mean, all these things that he does at a high speed, um, mm-hmm. it is pretty damn good. Now, the one yeah. thing I would like to see, yeah, you know, as DP kind of alluded to, he's been more of a slot receiver. Can he win on the outside as well? Mm-hmm. You know, can he still play fast outside as well? I know in the slot and in space, he's able to do all those things at an extremely high level. I just, you know, that's probably the one thing I would like to see. Can he play a little bit more outside? But outside that, I mean, dude's tremendous. And if we're talking about, you know, if you want to step him up against guys from last year, I would have him over maybe all all three of my top three. Well, yeah, maybe all three of my top three guys, which were uh, CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy, and Justin Jefferson. I think I would have him, you know, maybe above each one of those guys. And I don't have him at wide receiver one. I don't have uh, uh, wide receiver one, but I I think that highly of his ability and that potential to, you know, play at that elite speed and how big he plays. Yeah. So we've got a couple of former DBs in here. What does that speed do to you on the field? How do you try to counter that? What do you think about that while you're lining up? It it puts you in the panic a little bit. It it makes you – um, it speeds up your clock. So you mm-hmm. feel like everything that you're doing, you have to do at an accelerated speed, and it makes some of your uh, technique kind of go out the window a little bit. So yep. typically, like, I want to get in phase with somebody, right? Like, I want to play off the line. I want to I, I want to do what I call dick to hip, right? Kind of play a little bit lower hip and be able to, you know, okay, when he commits to the go route, then go. But if he runs a sit route, I want to be underneath that and be able to cut mm-hmm. that out or make it to where, if he wants to come in, he has to try to fight through me. But with somebody like him, you're just running and trying to just yeah, get out. Trying to stay with him. And you know at any point, if you take a bad step, it can be six. Shoot, we mm-hmm. saw that with uh, uh, Diggs, Stefan Diggs. Yeah. You know, uh, J.C. Jackson played so well with him, you know, for a bunch of reps. But there was just one play where he caught the little crosser. And then, oh. you know, J.C. Jackson was just a half step off. 
and it ended up being six. Yeah, Waddle can do that to you. Yeah. Waddle can that, do that to you where that one bad step here and there is just yeah, like, yeah. damn, like it's a touchdown now. You know, you're striking up the band. So that's yeah, tough. Got, Somebody that puts that type like of that. pressure on you every every uh play. And that's when we talk about Tariq Hill, there's a lot of people that, oh, Tariq Hill, Tariq Hill. But to me, he's kind of a unicorn in the sense of he's one of the few guys that can play at an elite speed all the time, but still be able to control his routes like somebody that runs a four or six, right? Like, you know, when you look at uh, DeAndre Hopkins and how controlled he is and things he does, Hill has that same type of body control, but he's still able to play at an extremely faster and pace. And he's worked at it. Yeah. You know, Tyreek Hill doesn't get enough credit for that. Like, when he came into the league, like, he's gotten consistently better over time. Like, I remember what year two was it when Jalen Ramsey was talking about the um, – he's an all-pro as a returner. And in that year, he goes on to be one of the best receivers in the NFL. Like, he's consistently gotten better. But a guy like Waddle, like Waddle, Tyreek Hill, in my head, I always think to play them guys definitely more high to low. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to try to keep you in front of me, and, and you know, I'm going to try to, you know, let everybody get to you, and I'm trying to tackle you because I do not want to get in the foot race. Well, let's uh, let's switch over then and start talking about his running mate, Devonta Smith. Uh, Jonathan, why don't you let us know uh, what Smith's all about? Yeah, Devonta Smith is, like like I said earlier, he's the most complete of the five, uh, if you if you made a top five, I would think he'd be the consensus, like the guy that you would say may be the most complete at all of them as far as, you know, route running, you know, contested catchability, um, you know, being being a willing blocker. Because even though he's a buck 70 and some change, like he sticks his head in there, and he'll get nasty and things like that. And then you'll hear guys talk about his speed. Well, they say fast guys don't look like they're running fast, but Devontae Smith was a 10-6 guy in, in high school. Like, I, I promise you, you don't have to worry about speed. You can see it on any one of his touchdowns against Stingley or those guys who are dubbed as, as freaks. You know, he's going by them. Um, but, you know, Devontae Smith has consistently gotten better over his time at Alabama uh, up until this year and maybe until Waddle got hurt, wasn't considered the best receiver on the team. You know, um, but his stats, his consistency, his big play in big games, that's that's Devontae Smith all day. He's smooth. Um, he doesn't look like he's trying um, at times, but he's just, you know, you look up and he's got eight receptions, 170 yards and three touchdowns. And like, when did that happen? But, yeah, that's that's Devontae Smith for you. Yeah, I I like I mean, he's right now he's my wide receiver one. And I'm not one of those guys. I'm not jumping on like the bandwagon. I got the tweets that, you know, from the summertime <laughs> where I was like, hey. This dude, and I said this before, before anybody played this year or anything, year. I thought he was the best receiver at Alabama last year. When they needed big plays, when they needed uh, consistency from a guy, it was like, who was the guy that was making those plays? And I didn't notice that at first. I mean, you know, watching the games, I just watched them, right? And I'm like, okay, all these receivers are hella good. And you know about Judy. You know about Ruggs. But then come offseason, when I'm watching those two guys, the one guy that just kept making plays every single game and that was the most consistent okay. – I'm like, damn, Smith. Okay. Damn, Smith. Damn, Smith. Damn, I'm like, damn, is this the best receiver here? And he does everything. When you talk about the speed, he has that game-breaking ability as well. Maybe it's not as elite as Ruggs, but it's right. damn good. And it's yeah. more than good for anybody in the NFL, right? Mm-hmm. Then he plays extremely big. When you throw the ball up, he's able to high-point it. Um, he's able to – you know, beat guys with routes. They try to bracket him. He beats that. If you don't bracket him, he's going to win that matchup. You know, he destroyed Stingley um, the first year. Twice. Had some good, mm-hmm. had some really yep. good from, um, last year. 
you know, when you see the consistency of it in which he's playing at a high level, and then you go and you look at the numbers, and the numbers back that up, where yeah. it's like, damn, he's the leading receiver last year. Like, he just does court. all these things that's like, man, like, this is the most complete receiver. I feel like he was the most complete receiver they had last year, and we always want to put different guys over him because maybe somebody has a more elite trait, right, when it comes to Judy, that elite route running, when it comes to rugs and wall that elite speed. But when we talk mm-hmm. about the consistency in which somebody plays at a very high level, and him being the first receiver since 1998 to win that AP uh, Player of the Year award, like Crazy. he deserved all yeah. that because dude, just a pure winner when it comes to being on the field. And I don't, I still don't know what his weakness is. I guess if you could say one thing, it's Spring. the fact that he's frail. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But I mean, you look at guys. There's always the exceptions. You look at, um, you know, Deshaun Jackson. You know who? You know he was a blazer, but 170. 70 pounds coming into the NFL or whatever. Yeah. And I think he's still like 170 pounds, right? He ain't getting no, getting no weight. Nah, but no. <laughs> in the career that he's been able to have and the impact he's had and how many years he was a wide receiver one in the league, you look at Devontae Smith and he has some of that same ability. Again, people are going to look at the size and maybe they might question that. But when you look at ability and how big he plays, and that, mm-hmm. I don't care how small you are if you play big. And he On consistently played big. And that showed up every time. I'm telling you, I was watching rugs. I'm watching Judy, and this guy kept popping up, and this guy kept making plays and just beating DBs and beating who you guys think is the best corner in college football, like destroying people. And over and over and over, he was showing up and making plays at the biggest of moments, going back to his freshman year where he got the game-winning touchdown national championship. And nobody talks about it, but that was Devontae Smith that caught that Mm game-winning touchdown streaking down the sideline in the national championship. So not big. I'm, You know what? I'm more shocked that he didn't come out last year. I'm really confused yeah. by it. I'm really confused as to why. Maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I'm too high on him. But to me, it's hard to find a, a receiver that's more consistent and has as many terrific traits at playing the receiver mm-hmm. position as he does. And he led him in stats last year. That's what most, yeah. most people don't even know that. He led Alabama in stats last year. Like yep. receptions, yards, touchdowns, whatever it may be, he led them. Mm-hmm. I think what's most impressive about him is the run after the catch. Like, he is totally fearless. Usually you see guys like 175, they catch the ball, he's looking for somewhere to fall down before somebody hit him. Smith, he catches the ball, he's looking to score every time, and he forces somebody to tackle him. He's trying to break tackles like he's 220 pounds. I, I, I watch him catch, he, like, he catches a regular slant, catches the ball away from his body, and he's ready to run. And, like, this dude is totally fearless. He knows he's going to get hit, but he doesn't care. He just, he. I mean, I like the mentality that that suggests because he's just looking to score. He's play, He's just playing football. I mean, I just, it, you, you don't think that he would be play like that given his his weight and all of that, and that's going to be the knock on him. But nobody told him that he's one seventy five. He plays like he's two twenty. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Now that's true though. Um, I mean, for for me with Smith, like one of the notes that I sent Michael was like smooth fluid movements like he's so smooth and i compare this to like a river basically like running water it's hard to contain so it's like if i'm gonna put a dam to stop this river from overflowing it has to be technically sound like everything has to match up and that's the same way with with smith because to me he's possibly the best receiver in this class at stacking dbs his footwork at the line of scrimmage and Croc put up a couple photo, a couple of clips of the of Devontae Adams and how he plays basketball against press. 
Smith's uh, Devonta Smith's feet are so clean, so smooth. He is 175, but it's hard to get your hands on him because of how fluid he is at the line of scrimmage. He'll give you quick, uh, subtle jab steps. He'll give you a hezzy, and he'll use a two-hand swipe. And once he gets by you, that like you talked about, Hag, when he talks about his speed, people do question his speed. But you watch the tape and see him stack, stack DBs over and over and over again. And it's hard for guys to – with guys with legit makeup speed, that's the part that kills me. This is a dude that's supposed to run a 4-3, and they can't catch Devonta Smith. So that lets you know his play speed is exactly where you want it to be. So for me, that, that was one of the main things for him, man. Like, he's just smooth. Like, that's why I keep I, – um, I think on Twitter a lot of people were telling me, like, I, they compared him to, like, Marvin Harrison because just how smooth he is. And, yeah. and he does everything well. Like, I mean, I, I can't really knock odd. a guy. Yeah, it's it's so odd that they question his speed because when you watch him, that's ne- that was never a question a that even no, no. thought that even popped in my head. He separates. Like right. it was like, never that. It was one of the biggest things. Like just, Chase, he doesn't separate. Right. Know, yeah. So it's like yeah. Devonte Smith separates from guys and he wins early and then it's over. Like it was a rep. Like some of my favorite reps for receivers are the ones where they're not getting the ball. Um, mm-hmm. like he he didn't get it. Was last year's game against LSU. Mm. He did he speed released outside to Stingley. Uh they they were they were and Stingley got back in phase. He took one step, accelerated pass, and then sat down. I was like, mm-hmm. whoa, yeah. whoa. <laughs> not, not sat down. He sat Stingley down. That's nasty. Like that's nasty. Like that's not normal. Like, like that, that type of stuff makes you want to take a guy at receiver number one in the draft because you put that on you like that's a little different. Everybody can't do that. Yeah, when you That's when you look at it, Drew Hagler, my mm. favorite receiver reps are the ones they don't get the ball. Yeah, that sounds. Hey, like, what are you doing away from the ball? Because we all know anybody can throw on a highlight table, or anybody can mm-hmm. see what somebody's doing mm-hmm. when they get the ball, or from a cornerback's perspective when a pass is thrown at them. But what are they doing when the ball is not thrown at them? Are they still winning? What you know? Uh, or thrown to them, or if you're a corner ball thrown at you, like what are you doing yeah. away from the ball? Like I, the, I look at no. all reps, not just the ones where you are seeing the target. So I, you know, I, I like that you said that. That was a play that stood out to me about Smith as well, where you just see like, man, he's winning at all levels. He's winning deep. He's time. winning in the intermediate game, and he's Inside, winning at the line of scrimmage. to him, and he went in the punt return. Saw so him crib punt return for a touchdown. So yeah, I mean. Yeah. Well, one more one play want? I would like to uh, yeah. highlight. I think it was against. I think it was this year against. I th- believe it was Tennessee. Um, he was. It was like I think it was a three by one set. He is the lone receiver on the left side of the formation. They ran a quick slant to him, and he be- he gives he gives the DB a couple jabs, and he beats him oh. immediately. Wins quick. Yep. The safety comes barreling down and gives him a kill shot. When you oh, question yeah. him about his weight. He holds on to the ball. He gets up and he's fine. Like he's 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 a tough kid. Like don't don't let the weight give you a perceived notion. Like okay, you know he's gonna get in because you know that's the first thing people think about when they think about weight and guys being smaller. His his durability questions. Can he hold up? He is. He's slender. See him. He's He's built like a basketball player. He can hoop. Like go go look up Devontae Smith basketball highlights. Mm -hmm. Like he hooping. Uh, so like I, I didn't heard people I'm talk. Um, they, they they say it's, it's rumor he may be the best hoop on, on Alabama's football team, but uh, mm. yes, yeah, maybe a little different, man. So. He, uh, he he's different, bro. Like he's really different. 
Well, let's talk about somebody else with some uh, some different skills then, and this is specifically electrifying sorts of skills. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Kadarius Tony and Eugene. Why don't you uh, kick us off with Florida Speedster? Um, yeah, Kadarius Tony. Um, he uh, he came into Florida as a five foot eleven, hundred and seventy pound uh, dual threat quarterback. He was a dual threat quarterback in uh, high school. Um, he had offers from Auburn, like SEC was all over him. Had offers from Auburn, had offers from Alabama, uh, South Carolina, everybody. He chose he chose to go to Florida. Um, fast forward, now he's six foot, uh, 190 pounds, which speaks to the uh, strength and conditioning that he put in. Um, as far as for his first two years, he was mainly used as more of a gadget player, uh, you know, a trick play player. But this past year, he made real progression as an actual wide receiver. So the his main skill set is uh, speed. Um, it's not only straight line speed, but his lateral speed as well. He he makes the first guy miss. They say that about like you see the special players when they had the ball in their hands, they make the first guy miss. That's Kadarius Tony. He can make people miss in space. And that's where his strength lies. You want to put him in space. You want to get him the ball however you can. Um, I looked at, uh, but he has a, um, this is a specific role that he has right now. So anything more uh, going forward is a bit of a projection. Like at Florida, he was always lined up in the slot. So he never saw uh, press coverage a whole lot. He always got a free release at the line. Um, he didn't have a whole lot of contested catch situations. I saw one contested catch uh, situation against Vanderbilt, I believe, and it wasn't the best. Uh, he didn't come down with the ball. Could have been better ball placement, but still, he didn't go up strong. Um, as far as his routes go, he's had he's made prog- uh, progress with his routes. It's still a little bit of ways to go there because it seems like his biggest strength is also his biggest weakness because his, his change of direction is so violent. He can lose guys with just two steps, but he also loses his own footwork. Um, mm-hmm. Same thing with same, same game against Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt's lined up in man coverage. He's in the slot. No safety help over top. So Kadarius takes two steps, and the corner's on skates. He falls down. But Kadarius tripped himself as well. Corner never touched him. Corner never touched him, but he still tripped himself. But the, the beauty of that play is he tripped himself up, gained his own balance, caught a pass for a touchdown. Uh, easy walking. I mean, it was a, it was a, it was, was an interesting rep, and I think it, enca- it encapsulates what Kadarius Tony is. A wildly talented player needs a little bit more polish on the nuances of the wide receiver position, but uh, projecting to the next level, let's say year one, um, I recently put a comp on him of uh, uh, Curtis Samuel from the Carolina Panthers. Um, you can see him in the jet sweep motion and the orbit motions giving him the swing pass. Uh, and he can, I mean, and he just legit, legitimately run a route and get separation like that. But anything more of, of him being maybe a number one receiver or a volume catcher, uh, that's a bit of a progression. He has a ways to go uh, to reach that level. But as of right now, he's a speedster. He's a guy that you want to get the ball in his hands by any means necessary. You want to line him up in the backfield and throw him a pass. You want to give him the jet sweeps. You want to uh, have him just go on a hitch route or on a drag route. Just give him the ball. He'll make plays for you. 
So I think he's just he's just a wildly talented player. He's going to need a creative offensive coordinator to make good use of him early on. But if he progresses the way that I believe that he can, then he's going to be a very dynamic player for years. I think the one thing that jumps out to me the most is his how physical of a runner he is when the ball's in his hands. And for somebody that has a slight build the way he does and, you know, the movement skills that he has, I mean, when he gets in traffic sometimes and you see him boom, 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 taking some hits, and all of a sudden he springs out of there. And it's like, wait, what? How'd that happen? So I think, you know, like, uh, yeah, he's not the biggest of guys or whatever, and maybe not even like an outside guy. I I still – I know we question like, you know, or people have questioned like Devontae Smith's speed. I don't want to say I question Tony's speed, but – I know he runs well, but I don't know if he's like a, a the blazer or yeah, if he's yeah. a high four four guy. I, I have an idea of what he runs. I have an idea mm-hmm. of what like you know. I'd be surprised if he went, you know, sub four four seven. Honestly, yeah. uh, I mean he's fast enough. He gets the job done. But I wouldn't be shocked if he goes at them bus like a Jalen Rager last year, a guy who yeah. people think is gonna gonna light it up on the forty, mm-hmm. and then he go bust a low four five, and then he goes home. Because like when I when I see him play, I think he accelerates very well. Yep. I think yeah. he's, his short area quickness is elite. I think he he accelerates fast, but I don't feel like he has long speed Top to be that guy. Yeah, I feel like he he he's great on crossers and you know winning early and things like that. But like mm-hmm. you just said, like I'm not questioning his speed, but I kind of know what he is. Um, right. So I don't I'm not expecting him to be something he's not. Like I don't think he's a burner. Like, I'm not expecting I, him to be Jalen Waddle. But more like a you know like a Debo role like he, he's yeah. physical, yeah. run, he's athletic. Play him in that role, and I think you'll get a lot out of Tony. Right, you yeah, know, and, and you won't ask him to be like a speedster or anything like that, which he does have speed. But you know, I don't think he's like a game breaker, like no. as oh, far yeah, as like no. a blazer. But you know, with his where he's going to line up, which is primarily going to be in the slot, I don't really see him as an outside guy. I think he no. he's more than fast enough to win, consistently win those matchups. And, like, you know, just like in college, it's going to be a little more di- difficult at the next level just because you're facing better coverage guys. Like, your slots mm-hmm. in, in, in the NFL are terrific coverage guys as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that will be a bit of a transition. But at the end of the day, I mean, he has a really nice skill set. Uh, again, there are guys in the league, like like you said, like a Debo Samuel or, you know, a Percy Harvin where, you know what, you don't have to be the most – refined receiver or route runner or anything yeah. like that, which he does have that ability, but you yep. don't even have to be that guy consistently to um, win at the next level when you have his type of skill set. You, mm-hmm. you just have to have an offensive coordinator that knows how to yep. just get the ball in I'm your hand. And whether it's, you know, a 10-yard out or whether it's uh, orbit motion, whatever it is, I think he has the ability to win at, at all of those levels. Definitely. One thing I thought about with him was, you know, with his route running, I, I like his – awareness from a space aspect and i think about you you know you look at the new england patriots the julian element wells welker role with those choice routes those option routes being able mm-hmm. to get in and out of those breaks really quickly diagnose mm-hmm. what the defense is doing find that hole and i think he'll fit into a role like that early on he could do that because i was watching tape and he runs those kind of choice routes a lot for florida mm-hmm. especially underneath and when he mm-hmm. finds, like you said, with him and the ball in his hands, his contact balances, something that's just for a guy his size, mm-hmm. he's, he has a strong upper body and lower body. And guys kind of bounce off of him. He's built for it. And 
he uh, he created of course with his feet he's a violent stepper like Mm -hmm. i i I look at him i think i was like man like is he in the fraternity like he's a violent stepper (laughs) like (laughs) like he steps so hard and i'm Mm -hmm. like dude there's no way he didn't he wasn't on the step team for Mm -hmm. some fraternity but he has that that strong that strong lower body but his his core he has a strong core where even if you have that that tar- you see the target area as a DB where you want to get your hands on him, he fights through that. And I think it was oh, Brad yeah. Kelly that um, that uh, Croc retweeted or uh, commented on where he showed a, a play. I think I can't remember it was Vanderbilt who he was playing. He legit made something out of nothing, and he bounced off so many tackles. And I'm just like, and I think uh, Kelly compared him to Debo uh, in a way. And he I was said like, Debo and uh, it was what. Uh-huh. Um, Debo and Tavon. Yeah, so he said yeah. Debo and Tavon, yeah. and I'm like, what type of comp is that? And then I watch the play, and I'm like, oh, damn, that is Debo and Tavon Austin. Like, <laughs> it's it's yeah. crazy. It's crazy. He's very he's, like you said in the slot. He's going to do a lot of work, and I, I just for me, I know you know because you see him against one on one coverage, DBs flat footed off five, six, seven yards, and he gives him a little a little head fake at the top of his route, and it's mm. a slot fade. He usually takes that all day long, but I really would love to see him in a in a situation where they use him on those option routes. Give him those two or three options, depending on what the defense does. And he has the foot, the FBI football intelligence to find the hole in the, in the in the zone. You're right, the former QB. So it, and it shows up. It shows up. So you know we've we've comped him to quite a few players here, all of whom have had varying degrees of success. Um, <laughs> What's the context around him in this class? Do you think he belongs in this conversation with the stereotypical top three guys? Is he in another tier down? Where does he sit right now? I, put him I, in another I, tier down. I have to watch a lot of guys still, but I would have a hard time putting him in the top five. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he's not a top yeah, five. Yeah, yeah, you know, I wouldn't put him there. And is there a chance he can rise that high given what you've seen as you watch more film of him? Or is he likely – you you have a kind of firm grasp of where he is. Yeah, you, I'm you see what's going on. At least that he's not top five because I, I just value the ability to play outside like mm-hmm. a ton. And mm-hmm. I prioritize that over anything because you can be a guy that plays outside and you can always play in the slot. But you don't yeah. see a lot of slot receivers that can just be like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm primarily a slot. but And I don't have any film playing outside, but, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just going to go win outside. Like, typically you don't see that. So. I'd have a hard time, not just because of that, but I'd have a hard time putting him over guys who I feel are a little bit more versatile in how they can win down the field or in different areas. Like you talked about um, Debo. Debo somebody, even though you might have that, that they might have that type of comp, Debo can win as an outside receiver consistently. He can win as a slot receiver. Mm-hmm. And, shoot, they line him up in the backfield or do all those handoffs. Like he wins at all these three different levels. Mm-hmm. Um, vertically as well, and I'm not sure. I just haven't seen that so far with Tony uh, yeah. to win at the at the uh, level as Debo was at those three different spots. But I, I do think he's really good. But when you look at some of these other receivers in the class, I mean, I just said I felt like Devontae Smith and Waddle will probably be higher prospects than what I have from CD, uh, Judy, and Jefferson last year. We see what Jefferson's doing mm-hmm. in the NFL. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it would just be hard just because I think that this class is very talented and we haven't even gotten to, the, you know, the Minnesota receiver or, uh, I mean, there's a ton of receivers in this class that where people are like, damn, we thought last year was really good. 
and all those guys are really having successful rookie years, yeah. this class, there's a chance it's even better. But that's yeah, that's the thing with Tony. Tony, I think for me, you know, I I, I kind of made a, you know, I kind of started finalizing. Um, I watched a lot of receiver film, like over the last, you know, two, three weeks or so. If I had to say what tier he is on mine, because I have a really good idea what type of player he is, and the team that drafts him is going to have a very good idea of what they what they plan to get out of him. I think Tony's like for me is like tier three, and that's and and that's a high tier three for me because like I've debated it because he is exciting, but then I see guys like like um Amon Ra from USC or I'll see a, a Rashad Bateman or I'll see a Oleve or whatever or Elijah Moore. If I see in the slot, is he a better receiver than Elijah Moore? Like would y'all you know what I mean? Like is he a better receiver in the slot than you know Amari Rogers? Like and they're probably gonna run similar. Like like mm-hmm. so I think that's what he's going up against. He's going against a very very good slot class, and I think yeah. that's what you have to look yeah. at as well when you're comparing him like in your personal rankings. Like no, I don't think he's a top five guy, but I think he's gonna be good. He's gonna be a very good foot because he's mm-hmm. good at football. Jeremy Curley. I think that's like when I was thinking about like comps for him. Mm-hmm. That's one of the comps where he he reminds me a lot of Jeremy Curley, who's somebody who wins good mm-hmm. receiver you wouldn't really consider him a top five of anything <laughs> like yes right i think he can i never you know I, I never say what a guy will be right yeah. I, I always talk about what i think you know this guys uh, along these lines but you know guys always you know athletes they always prove us wrong so well uh i'm glad you guys mentioned other receivers because uh well we'll be back uh and we'll be talking <laughs> yeah. about them we'll have plenty more coming to you as the draft creeps closer and uh Go check us out on Crocker Report. We'll be back next Tuesday.